0: what is going on my fellow geeks three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard not
1: a lot of people accept it as canon 2022 will be the year of star wars well i have
0: more than just one piece of geek news i have been isaac hunter which is like high
1: culture but better what is going on my fellow geeks and welcome back to raving geeks your weekly pop culture podcast from central michigan life where we discuss all things geek culture which is like high culture but better If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast. And look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine. I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Uh, This week's question is, what is the first piece of geek paraphernalia that you remember owning? Oh, Okay. How you define geek paraphernalia is up to you. I will start with my answer. The thing that really turned me into a geek was the video game Batman: Arkham City. But I was like well into my preteens at that point, so the like if we're talking like yeah, awesome game, and that got me into the Batman comics, and uh, that was just a rabbit hole. But before that, um, I was really into The Incredibles, and I collected all of the Incredibles McDonald's toys from the Happy Meals. Um, so that I think is my first piece of geek paraphernalia because it's like part of a collection.
2: Okay, right. uh, Hey everyone, uh, Hope Good Earl here. Um, I will say my, the oldest memory I have is a blow up red chair like Steve's on Blue's Clues, along with the notebook and stuff. So like I could sit and watch Blue's Clues and fill everything out with Steve. Um, but after that, like, I know my family would also, if there was stuff at McDonald's with the toys, um, like the Little Beanie Babies, like we would get them from my mom's music classroom for like prizes and stuff. Um, and like when the Madame Alexander dolls came out the one time when they had the boys and girls difference, um, we got those for my sister and like we would literally pay McDonald's just two bucks. The toy without getting any food, and recently when they had all the stitch little like keychain things, yeah, got a lot of those.
0: Nice, all good things, all good things. Uh, Hello, everyone. Um, Isaac Hunter here. Um, coming to you from a poster of the Super Mario Bros. live action movie. I never
1: said where I'm coming from. I'm hanging out with Lego Ben (laughs) Solo.
2: um i mean i'm <laughs> in the lego room of requirements with harry so yeah
1: Yo, we're all just chilling today
0: i could have went with something lego um uh, which my first geek paraphernalia i remember owning i mean besides like clothing and stuff that my parents got me like obviously there's pictures of me wearing like a mickey mouse hat that i used to have when i was really little um legos i've, I've owned I feel like my whole life, because I think my siblings own them, and I just kind of, like, got them. Um, are books considered paraphernalia?
1: If you define them as paraphernalia.
0: Okay, I will. Um, but, like, the, I remember, even though it's not the geekiest subject, and I think I might have mentioned it before on an episode, uh, the first book I, like, ever bought with my own money, and, well, I didn't actually buy it with my own money, but I, like, own personally that wasn't from, like, my parents' library, uh, is the book Peter and the Starcatchers, and I got it in, like, First grade, and I love I, that book series. So good. I remember I was God. there was like a library day in my elementary school, something or other, and I remember like I won something and I got to like pick a book from a table and like I still have it back here. <laughs> like when I moved, I was like I got to bring Peter and the Star catchers Um, <laughs> and I mean it's, obviously it's not the most mainstream geek thing, but I mean it's based on Peter Pan. Uh, it's kind of like a pre-telling. It's really good. Everyone should read it. Okay. Uh. Kevin I, Hook still has both hands.
2: Yes, I have a question. If yes. we're going with books, so the Scholastic Book Fairs, some of the books would come with like something. So like, I remember I got one book specifically because it had a bracelet with like a, a green little like pendant charm uh, gem on it. I liked the book and the book was like number three of whatever the series was. But I was like, oh, does that count? Sounds
0: mean, like a bracelet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do I remember mean, um, one time I went to a bookstore with my grandpa and my sister, and my sister got a Pirates of the Caribbean like pop up book because it came with like a little dagger, like a pirate dagger. So I, I don't know. It's definitely geeky. But in addition to our regular uh, co hosts today, we also have our uh, editor. Editor, we're we gonna call you Mr. Editor in Chief, or just just Mr. Editor.
3: Today Mike. I'm just a, why does this keep changing? Oh my gosh, it uh, keeps happening every time. hi, uh I'm trying to show myself, but the video is not really uh going well. My name is Mike, yeah, I'm the podcast editor um and I think when it comes to geek paraphernalia i uh I used to have this little Star Wars guy. Do you remember like I don't even know how to describe them like um they were like little plastic guys that were kind of like oddly shaped i i wish i had a picture but
1: no i actually think i know what you're talking about cuz i think i had some too
3: yeah basically i had one of anakin uh when he was like in his pod racing stuff and basically i'd have him with him uh with me all the time and my parents they actually had two because if i lost one I'd start crying like crazy and I'd be like, where's Star Wars guy? And they would just say, here he is, and then try to find the other one.
1: That's smart. That's good parenting. I'll take that into consideration.
0: <laughs> if, if you don't count my book, my first big collection that I, I went for was uh, Transformers. Um, nice. Love Transformers. Uh, and I have a big bin of them in my garage at home, but one of the earliest ones I ever got, which I still have is for those that can see in person, it is a little bulldozer. Uh, He is severely missing, he's missing pieces. Um, He is the Autobot Wedge. And I just always really liked him. He is like part of a, a grouping that they can like combine to make a bigger one. And so like, he's got like a giant Autobot head in his body that can't do anything by himself. But he's just pretty great. And uh, I had something like
1: that that turned into a Millennium Falcon, and when you took it apart, it oh. was Han and Chewie.
0: I remember those ones. Those were the coolest things, because there was a Darth Vader. Oh, my gosh. You just opened up a... Oh, heck yeah.
1: Okay, so Big apparently,
2: thing. guys' toys are a lot more fun than girls' toys, because they're just dolls and stuff. I, mean, now, I men would not animals as a men kid. Men don't have like...
1: imagination, so we need things to do things for us.
0: Girls can play with Transformers.
2: I mean, I didn't get into Transformers until Shia LaBeouf,
1: so. I love how you specify Shia LaBeouf when I feel like most people that got into Transformers that weren't into Transformers before that got into Transformers because of Megan Fox. Um,
2: (laughs) No, I had a crush on Shia LaBeouf for a while, so.
1: Alrighty, well, thank you very much. Um, And now to get things started, we'd like to share some quick uh, geek news. So uh, what have y'all got for us today?
0: All right, I will start us off. Um, I have a couple bits of geek news. One geek news that I found out the other day uh, is that Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 has broken a world record that was previously held by the Grinch. Um, and it was for the most makeup appliances created for a single production, which is like practical effects on people. And I think that's super cool because I love practical effects. Um I do like the Grinch. I think I feel like this,
2: that was all for Dave Batista.
0: <laughs> probably to be honest. Well and Nebula. Body.
1: I feel like Nebula gets yeah. even more like I can no, like no, I ne- can ne-
0: recognize Nebula wears clothes though, whereas Dave Bautista just kind of
1: Well to be fair, I can recognize <laughs> Dave Batista like as Drax. I can't recognize what oh what what is the actress that plays Nebula? Why am I blanking right uh, now?
0: I'm a fake fan. I'm
1: blanking like it too. So I'm I'm blanking on it. And I usually I can tell, but I you I can't recognize her when she's not nebula though.
3: Uh Karen Gillen? Yes. Correct.
1: Yep. Karen Gillen.
0: Um, she's great.
1: Uh and no, she's she cut her good.
0: hair off for that role, which is quite the brave thing to do. Um, and she still looks great. Uh so that's kind of fun. They already they're not even releasing, they wanna
2: you said Nebula, and my brain went to Mantis. That's why I was like Mantis, Mantis too. Is? All
0: the prosthetics. <laughs>
2: well,
0: half of the team is just
2: <laughs> all right.
1: Chris Pratt, you're lacking.
0: You my other more, news. Uh... My other news isn't really news, but just a fun fact that I found out. Because uh, there's a bunch of voice actors in Lego Star Wars. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, the first thing I saw was that Shelby Young plays. Uh, Princess Leia, and Shelby Young is a voice actress, but she's also known for being in Lazy Town, is for like a section of years as the main girl. But uh, Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett, does the voice for adult Boba Fett in this. And I think that is a super cool callback, even if he probably sounds nothing like the other guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamora Morrison. Tamora Morrison, but I think that's really cool. And um, I mean, like, it's him, it's his character, just older and Lego. All right, that's all the news I have. Uh, Brendan, Mike? Nice, yeah.
1: Oh. I've got some. So, uh, starting this week, tickets were available for uh, pre purchase uh, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Fanness. We're about um, a month out. Um, and uh, I, don't, I already have my tickets, so <laughs> I'm so excited. That's my birthday week, so I get to splurge. Um,
2: I mean, I'm going to add on because that was part of my geek news. Um, but according to fandango's early tracking the first 24 hours of pre-sales for doctor strange sold more tickets than for any other 2022 film so far including the batman um and yeah so i'm just adding on to that that you are part of a record for this year
1: dope well i mean i heard about it. i'm like yeah no we're gonna do that <laughs> because with the batman i wasn't worried about the theaters being sold out for multiverse of madness because it'll be summertime mask restrictions are starting to be lifted Where in our area so i'm like well maybe more people will come out so be careful um but yeah and then the other one uh that i have is man on the mandalorian front um today we found out that um you know the the week um that you know star wars uh, a new hope or at the time it was released, just Star Wars, was released. Uh, We thought that was going to be a big week anyway because, you know, this week Kenobi is coming out, but now they've delayed it two days and they've got, you know, two episodes coming out. But the day after that, um, at the Celebration Convention, um, I believe in Chicago, uh, Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau will be at a panel to discuss The Mandalorian Season 3. So by uh, by the beginning of June, we'll know a lot more about the upcoming season of The Mandalorian. So, also, I just looked up this whole um, list of um, voice actors for Lego Star Wars because I haven't. Um, I mean, I have gotten to this part, but uh, my favorite voice actor in all of Star Wars is definitely Sam Witwer. Um, for those of you who don't know, he usually voices Darth Maul, uh, but also has voiced the Emperor and uh, was the motion capture and voice of Star Killer in The Force Unleashed. Um, so I, I freaking love him. He's he's. Definitely probably the biggest Star Wars fan behind George Lucas and Dave Filoni. He's right there.
2: All right. Uh, Well, my first bit of geek news is more on just being a fan um, side because it is sports related. But last night, uh, the 6th of April, was the first game of the inaugural season of a soccer team in Colorado called the Northern Colorado Hailstorm and after the 90 regular minutes of play they were still tied at 0-0 and I'm not exactly sure what's going on in the USL League One um, but there's some open cup thing happening but so they went into overtime which is two 15-minute segments with a little break in between and Northern Colorado Hailstorm got their very first goal of their inaugural season, and they won at their very first game. And I was up until midnight watching this game because it was a two-hour behind us because it's in Colorado. Um, And I thankfully did not wake up my roommate by, like, cheering and everything. But so I was really happy for that. So if you're a soccer fan, check out the minor leagues, but they're also still pro teams. Um, USL League 1, League 2, Championship League, and... The women's league that is starting this year as well. Um, in regular geeky things, um, for the show Willow, um, which is going to be brought by brought to us by uh, Disney Plus, the um, Disney has or Lucas Films um has cast their first transgender actress um Talisa Garcia has been cast in the streaming spin-off of the late 80s favorite um she's best known for the BBC crime thriller Baptiste um and will reportedly play a queen and mother to the lead character Kit um This is also the first time that a trans performer has played a cis character in a Disney Plus film or series. Um, Unfortunately, she might only appear in one episode, but I'm hoping that like once they film that episode, they're like, hey, let's keep her in the rest of the series. But like nothing has been released as far as the rest of the series as well. Um, But also Spider-Man's Tony uh, Revelori is in it, who played Flash. Yeah. um so i'm super excited to see him in something else
0: you should see grand budapest hotel he's great in
2: that. Ooh, that one sounds good um but yeah so the release of this information is like causing some discussions among people especially with disney's uh reaction to the don't say gay bill in florida um But you know what, I'm just going with the fact that they are continuing to start something new um, and that they're moving forward in our world in a way that they should be, casting anybody who fits the role, not just what you, what your pronouns are or how you identify. So I'm happy and I'm really excited to learn about the rest of the show because it sounds super interesting from the tiny bit of details that I've seen. So. Mike, do you have any news that you would like to add?
3: Um, I, I do have something about the Lego Star Wars game that just came out recently. I know, I know, I'm so hyped about it. I, I actually so much need fun. to get it. Um, oh, it's So much fun. I might actually get it, like, after this. But uh, the voice actor for Shulk, who you might know from Smash Bros. He is from mm-hmm. Xenoblade. Um, there's a certain line that Shulk says in the game. That he's a part of uh where he says i'm really feeling it and that's been kind of like a joke for him and the voice actor is in star wars and he says that line (laughs) specifically in the game he kind of has a shulk reference right in lego star wars which voice Um, actor is it it is adam howden and he's an english voice actor he's a really awesome guy um Mm -hmm. if you go on twitter but uh yeah, I, I thought that was actually really funny because on Twitter, when someone finally found it, he was like, oh, I guess uh someone discovered it already. So might as well come out and say it. Yeah, I was part of Lego Star Wars and we decided to do a little joke.
1: Nice. That's hilarious. I love that. I have not discovered that yet. Also, uh, I don't know if I would have caught it because I'm not really a big Xenobay player.
3: Uh, I, I'm kind of, but
2: yeah. <laughs> Adam Howden... If I'm looking up the correct one, I'm assuming there are not multiple howdens. Um was I think this is what you were talking about, but Star Wars Battlefront 2, he was also a voice talent in oh. Star Wars. It was a video game, but not Lego related, but just Star Wars in general. The
1: um, the, the current one, the remake or the original
3: Battlefront?
2: Uh in 2017. Okay, that, that's the new one. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
3: Um Oh, yeah. Looks like he was. He was also a part of Xenoblade Chronicles, too. But uh, the they other... Star
2: Wars The Old Republic. The 2011 oh. game.
3: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he must really like Star Wars. I mean, who doesn't, right? Right. Um, and speaking of which, actually, the background that I have... Yeah, there it is. That's yeah, the Star Wars guy. Um.
1: Nice for those of you watching on video.
3: Yeah. But um, the other news that I have, I, I think this might be geek related, but uh, Better Call Saul, the last season is premiering um, on April 18th. So Monday of uh, in two weeks. And I'm really excited because it looks like this is the final season for Better Call Saul. And Um, For people who really like Breaking Bad and that entire, like, little universe that they got, um, I'm hyped. I'm super excited.
2: You just reminded me of another geek news that I had when we recorded the last episode and forgot about because I did not save it to my phone. But as of April 4th, 2022, Witcher Season 3 has started filming. So I'm super excited for the next season.
1: Nice. Yes, Alrighty, Well, um, speaking of a few points ago, Lego, the new Lego Star Wars game, um, we noticed uh, recently that there's been a lot of like uh, geeky properties that have been crossing over media. We got the new um, Halo series, um, Paramount Plus, uh, the new Uncharted movie uh, with Tom Holland, um, and obviously the new Lego Star Wars game, which has gone from movie to, to video game. Oh, well, movie to toy to video game. Um so we just wanted to go through uh based on these newest ones we kind of want to go through the ones we've seen what we think uh, which ones kind of bring back some nostalgia uh which ones worked in crossing over that medium and uh which ones kind of flopped. So um any of you have like a favorite more modern modern media cross or or a real
0: classic one that you love? Real okay, okay, I have a lot of real classic ones. <laughs> Um, I could also talk about more modern ones, that, at least within the past, like, five years. Um, But a classic uh, medium that jumped from game to movie, and is one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, I think I like the movie better than I ever liked the game, is Clue. Oh, yeah. That was also a a
2: TV show at one point. A couple TV shows, actually, I think.
0: Look at that. See, it's just the gift that keeps on giving um and like an all-star cast tim curry like leading the cast such a good movie uh it makes me laugh every time i watch it uh meanwhile i play clue i i usually it doesn't have me rolling around laughing <laughs> hey
1: you're playing with the wrong people then isaac that's all i gotta Listen. tell you
2: i played with people that cheat
0: and i don't like it
2: <laughs> when uh battle creek central high school performed Clue as their play what was really funny for one of their performances because they were tossing I think it was the candlestick or something it ended up out in the audience because someone just like the way that they were tossing it didn't quite catch it and got kicked or whatever the audience was laughing for it so obviously Isaac you just don't have the best like experience with Clue come on the game the game (laughs) uh
0: the auditorium with the candlestick Yes, It was the cast.
2: <laughs> um let's see. Okay, so I haven't seen the movies yet, but they have been on my list to see the new Jumanji movies mm. with oh, Dwayne Johnson, good. uh Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Nick Jonas. Like that cast right there is just chaotic in itself.
0: <laughs> that was fun because it went from movie to game to game to movie. Movie i movie. thought it was
2: a game first a game. before the original no it was the, a book. Actually, it went
0: from book it went from a book to movie wow because the same guy that wrote the book wrote zathura in case you're wondering why they're so similar
2: so isn't yeah. zathura also a movie yes
1: yeah it's it except actually. they have a house that ends up in space right yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: and kristen stewart's in it. no kristen stewart yeah
1: yeah kristen mm-hmm. stewart's in it yeah <laughs> that's, but that's like
0: baby kristen stewart like pre-twilight John, kristen stewart. baby josh hutchinson
2: yeah yes oh yeah that's right i forgot his name. yeah um but but that like game after hearing the first one or like hearing a short story based off of jumanji i never wanted to see the movie or anything like play the game i was so freaked out and then the new movies came out and i was like Nope, that looks fun. I want to go see that, and I haven't seen it yet.
1: But like, (laughs) no, it is fun. It's very different. I really like the original movie with Robin Williams. Um, I think I prefer that one too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty standard Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie.
2: I mean, but it's got Kevin Hart and Jack Black in it together, and like the chaos that had to have happened off like camera would have I I feel like the director would have gotten a little annoyed at, at times but also just wouldn't have cared because they would have been having so much fun
1: what are you talking about haven't you seen Jack Black's TikTok he's the most serious man I know I'm not he's
2: on TikTok
0: you haven't seen his TikTok
2: it does not come across yet I'm not on Jack Black TikTok
0: <laughs> I'm on his Instagram and I mean I think he shares the same stuff like with all the yes, yeah
2: <laughs>
1: Have any of you seen the new Uncharted movie?
2: It was on my list, but it's not out streaming yet. So, I have not, won't.
3: Mike. I I need to. I honestly yeah. do. But uh, then at we the moment, will I'm save
1: here. it for a later date. I thought it was good, <laughs> but it's not like the game, um, because not the same time frame as the game. Um,
2: what about the Harry? All the various Harry Potter games that came out. Because you've got the ones that are based uh, on the movies? Slash books. Because, like, you've got uh, Hogwarts Mystery, which is. Oh, I'm ten- talking the
1: ones that are like Harry Potter, The Order of the Phoenix, the game.
2: Oh, I mean, those no, ones are no. good, too. The, I had the first two for my computer
0: growing up, they were great. Continue but, on.
2: I mean, like, the Lego game is super fun. Yes. I think I got stuck in the library, though. And yes. I, I haven't played it since <laughs> because I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to get
1: i got stuck in the the first dementor level in prisoner of Azkaban and could never get past it
0: it's like it's hard sometimes uh,
1: so another crossover i played the curious george game on my gamecube because that was one of the games i got and as a seven year old um i couldn't get past this one level where you had to like sneak past the security guard in the museum because i could not figure out how to sneak past him um and i never touched the game for like 10 years and then i went home after like my second semester at college Um, and was like, you know what? I'm going to try and beat it, but I accidentally reset the whole save files. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to get there. I beat the whole game in two hours.
2: (laughs) That's perfect. How
0: curious.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's designed (laughs) for five-year-olds. So...
0: George?
2: Oh, gosh. That reminded me. Oh, so, um, gosh, this was a while ago. Back when PlayStation 2 was still a big thing. Um... But uh, Dancing with the Stars had like a Dance Dance Revolution version. And so it was like you and your partner were dancing, but you were just like using the mat and everything to... That was fun, but I liked my Dance Dance Revolution game better.
1: Yeah, I don't know if ballroom dancing really translates.
2: I mean, it was just moving your feet to whatever song versus like specific dancing. So... I don't know. That one didn't quite work, but it is a thing that happened, if anybody else remembers it.
3: See, one game that I remember uh, back when I was a kid that actually kind of scared me was this Winnie the Pooh game slash uh, Piglet game. Uh, Basically, you were playing as Piglet, and you were, I think, like, in your imagination, something like that, and you had to hide from, like, the, the... The imaginary monsters? yeah yeah the ones that like tigger would talk
0: acid trip right
3: basically and (laughs) what you had to do you had to do like quick time events and if you didn't pull through with them then the the monsters would like scare you and as a kid i got freaked the hell out and i was like gabe you know my brother i was like hey you gotta you gotta do this for me and he would try to do it, but again, those quick time events—they were really hard. And I would not touch the game because I was like, "I, I I'm you scared."
0: The, the same unwaking nightmare that Piglet was
3: in. <laughs> it was hell. It was
2: <laughs> not for kids. I think that's why, like the Disney Channel games that were based on all like the early 2000s, so like 2010s. Uh, shows were nice because, like, the one based on Lilo and Stitch, where you helped Ruben get the uh, all the ingredients yeah. for his yeah. sandwich, yeah. or like help Zach and Cody escape from Mr. Mosby. Like, like when I hear something that Winnie the Pooh freaked kids out, like that, that doesn't seem right at all. I feel like uh, no, that sounds that, pretty like, accurate. Really?
1: Yeah, Winnie, All the characters in Winnie the Pooh represent different mental illnesses.
2: well I mean. Yes, but as a kid, you don't know that.
0: Supposedly.
1: Yeah, but the, it, it's just like all the characters Allegedly. in SpongeBob represent the seven deadly sins. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> that one's true. SpongeBob was an adult TV show before they like yeah. oh, finagled it for cartoon <laughs> for Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, it what didn't Cartoon Network like not buy it, and they were like we're going to Nickelodeon. Um. So another game to movie, um, which has a newer, edition, a uh, newer adaptation and an older one did any of you see the new mortal Kombat movie
1: no but i did because it looked better than the old ones or
0: any Might. of the live
1: along the same line any of the live action dragon
0: ball movies we don't talk about the live action dragon ball wasn't
2: movies. there an Assassin's why would you read live action with michael fassbender yeah. Yeah, yeah was, that was not great. That was not was, horrible, but it, was, it wasn't yeah, great.
0: It was watchable, but I wouldn't
1: If you it. played the games and were expecting something similar to the games with this like deep philosophical conflict and like, yeah. and, 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 like cool history, No, it not, also, it's not the same feel.
0: They didn't pick a good time period, period either.
1: No, they picked the Spanish Inquisition, which was like
0: a cool time
1: period maybe for a game, but I don't know for a movie if that's where I would have gone.
0: Yeah. Gosh, I forgot I watched that movie in theaters.
1: <laughs> i watched it on dvd i got it from love, redbox in high school I love, or
0: something. I love michael fassbender yeah love the guy um yeah see now that we, we would put in probably the flop section
2: not as yeah, bad as the yeah. flop
0: as some other things
2: the
0: oh yes what are you talking about <laughs> the super mario bros live action movie is a classic. I can't believe they're making another Mario movie that's not live action. It's not live uh, action. So this is every, with this is where I, I first found out their their last names and that it's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Um, and I think they're adopt he's uh, Luigi's adopted brother in this one. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie. Did you, it is something else. Wait, did
1: it have like a musical soundtrack to it?
0: It might have. It might have. There was music. Because
1: I remember getting from, like, the public library as a kid, the Mario and Luigi, like, soundtrack, and that Bowser's song was called Ignorance is Bliss. That's all I remember from it, and that one was ridiculous, and it was a bad choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like post apocalyptic vibes. It's very, the rest of those other movies, Running Man, um, you know like 70s 80s very 80s movies uh all takes place in the sewers in this other world uh where people instead of being uh evolved from apes are evolved from dinosaurs that's the difference and bowser is devolving people his henchmen back into dinosaur people and those are like the goombas and the koopas um, it's ridiculous, but you have to trust the fungus, and it doesn't have Princess Peach, but it has Princess Daisy.
2: I have to make this joke, because otherwise I feel like my dad would be uh, very upset with me, but the fungus Among Us?
0: I, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it if that's a joke made in it.
1: Are, are you alluding to the new Among Us movie that will be coming out in 2024?
0: There's that's not it. a thing.
1: That's not a thing, but, like, you <laughs> believed me for a second, though, didn't you? Because
0: there's... Oh, this- yes. Chris Pratt is playing Garfield and Mario.
3: Yeah, I
1: heard about that. They're casting Chris Pratt in a lot of things. I don't know if they should be casting Chris Pratt in, but, you know, he gets eyes on it. Um, If we're talking about more, like, weird nostalgia flops, um, I do have to mention the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I have that written down. I own that movie. (laughs)
3: That's a Um, thing,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, okay, they're trying again, too. I'm pretty sure
0: that something's gonna work
3: for you, and Dragons.
0: It's either a movie or a TV show, it's a movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, it came out in 2000. It had uh, Scar in it. What's his nuts? Um, Jeremy Irons played the bad guy, Uh, yeah. It had the (sighs) the princess from Neverending Story, uh, it had Marlon Wayans, like of the Wayans brothers, as dude from My Wife and Kids.
1: That's the, that's okay. the Wayne, right? Wayne's brother, right?
2: Okay, um, really. Go ahead. I was gonna say, so your Dungeons and Dragons movie is probably not as bad as the Griffins and Gargoyles game that was based on Dungeons and Dragons in Riverdale.
0: Okay, but I saw the the, the first season of Riverdale, and I did think it was clever that they went around
2: the copyright of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the, I was in season three with gargoyle king and everything
1: that's actually that brings me to a good one that i think is good is uh, the adaptation from comic to show but not of riverdale but of supreme teenage wish the new one
2: oh yes oh, i, I think that that's really good
1: but if we want to talk about like good hits i think because obviously um video game to movie does not have a good track record obviously with the mortal Kombat movies weren't great um Let's see, what were the other ones that came out when we were younger that weren't good? Um, oh, heck, okay. even. I,
0: was gonna say, uh, I love the movie, but I know it's bad. And that's Doom with The Rock oh, and yeah, oh, yeah. Carl God. Urban. It's, it's bad, but it's fun to watch. It's bad, but it's fun to watch. And Carl Urban is the hero. And I the forgot rock that he's in that. I forgot that that's him. not a good guy. It's like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I want to see someone beat up The Rock. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but good. It, um, it's not heck, good. E- even anime to like live action, like Avatar the Last Airbender movie. Uh-uh.
3: Oh god, yeah, that one
1: I hope they do better <laughs> with the new live action stuff. <laughs> that one was rough. Because not only was it like weird, but like they just didn't keep like the power, the way like bending worked consistent, and that just made it weird because they had to add in all these like weird extra steps. Like, the firebenders yeah. had to bring, like, grills of fire in them to attack villages, and I'm like, that's way less menacing.
0: Also, the waterbending was awful. It was like... Ooh. um, Let's see, Resident Evil, I really like the first three, but then, I mean, the third one's all right, but they go downhill fast, and they become a caricature of themselves.
3: Yeah, as a huge Resident Evil fan... I have not watched it, and I do not want to watch them because I love the first three games uh, yeah. too much to actually. And that, and that
0: is understandable. Um, the first two are just like straight up like zombies in a city movie, and then the second one involves like the big uh, destroyer guy with the missile launcher. And Nemesis, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he get more of a background, but then and then it just goes off hill. It goes to the, you know, and then she gets, like, the main girl is, like, she's got psychic powers, and there's, like, clones of her. I mean, it's oh, Resident no. Evil, so, like, like the game's also similar, but, yeah.
3: See, um, that's, like, the one, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Go for it. The one thing that I love about Resident Evil is the fact that up until, I want to say, the seventh game, there really wasn't anything supernatural about all the like enemies it was all about biological science yeah Yeah. mutations and everything and then seven decide to go oh wait but what if there was like kind of a ghost girl everywhere that you you saw so Uh, and
0: then it was it was fun though (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was fun (laughs) yeah yeah and like village is like you're like this isn't a zombie game at at all
3: (laughs) no they decide to go medieval
0: (laughs) and and it's I mean, I I'm all for that vibe. Um, wasn't there
1: a Final Fantasy movie too that was trash?
2: Which one?
1: No, there like were it was lots of on...
2: Final Fantasy Yes, movies. there was a
3: live action one. Well, yeah, based and on I Final know... Fantasy
0: one. Final Fantasy the movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I forgot yeah. about wasn't Final Fantasy: multiple? The
1: Spirits Within, two thousand
0: one. They did a Beowulf where they make realistic looking people, mm.
1: but they still also. CGI.
3: There's also a Street Fighter movie.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Um, there was a Street Fighter movie. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, the Angry Birds movie, that also counts in our, uh, our thing. Oh, the Monster Hunter movie that flopped really hard.
3: <gasps> no. Uh,
1: that was, it seemed fine. I just, it came out during the pandemic, so it was weird.
0: Yeah, isn't Mila Jovovich in that one?
3: I think so. Yeah, it's the same people Resident who make Evil. the Resident just Evil stuff.
0: It's another <laughs> sequel. Um, Rampage was that good? I didn't
1: see it. I haven't seen it. I, I mean, heard um, that was decent. Decent,
0: that counts as oh. a lot.
1: <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. Do you guys remember the 2016 movie based on World of Warcraft?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah, Warcraft. Warcraft. <laughs> um, gosh, and everything looks, I mean, I love the orcs. It looked lot. cool, yeah, <laughs> but everything was so clunky, all the armor was designed to look like Warcraft armor, and so it was, like,
1: Mm -hmm. However, we do have our saving graces with Detective Pikachu and the Sonic movies, which I thought both were really good video game adaptation to movies.
0: Uh, I have not seen Sonic yet, but I did like Detective Pikachu.
1: Well, Sonic, the first movie is, like, loosely based off the game, but it looks like the second one's going to be based off of Sonic 2 way more. Like as close as they can with the it being in the real world and not in, you know, Green Hill Zone. Um but it looks like, you know, the Chaos Emeralds are gonna play a part and everything like that. Because obviously Sonic's like world exists in the movies, but it seems like they cross over and come to ours, um, in this one, and that's where the main conflict takes place. But I'm sure like they'll head over and like check out the Chaos Emeralds and everything.
2: One thing I remember when the first Sonic movie came out was um when the first trailer came out and sonic was like kind of creepy looking and then everyone got all up in arms and then they changed how sonic looked when they and bullied. Then, yeah and then
1: but it worked right like it yeah. looks so much better now
2: it does but then like they were like listen you all bullied the crew into changing how sonic looks so you better go watch the movie and i think that's what helped boost sales Dude, that was my movies.
1: valentine's date that year because it came out in february <laughs>
2: It, it came actually out
1: came, on out, was, was, it came out, I yes. Valentine's Day. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to see Sonic for Valentine's Day.
0: What a romantic movie. It
1: was actually really it was awesome. Good. It's got James uh,
2: Marston in it. It's fine. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it's it's fun. I enjoyed it. I can't wait for the second one. Yes, yeah, I I'll
2: oh wait. go ahead. I was gonna say you gotta go on another Valentine's Day, but at that point it would already be on TVT, so we're on streaming. <laughs>
3: See, I think my favorite thing about the Sonic movie is the fact that, yes, like Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik. He is awesome as Dr. Robotnik. They did a good job with still they they had the problem of having those like CG characters and trying to get like human characters in it and like kind of like that hop effect or Alvin and the Chipmunks where it's like, oh, buddy adventure, stuff like that. The second movie, I've heard a lot of people are complaining because they're like, oh, the human characters, they aren't in it as much. And all the people who want to see Sonic are like, good.
0: Just yeah. keep it Sonic. Right. <laughs> it's, it is a Sonic movie last time.
3: I... Yeah, no, trying. I need Jim Carrey's Dr.
1: Robotnik and that, that works for me. I
2: the mean, only I think human we need. James Marsden's human is going to be in it a little yeah. bit because...
0: He's in the trailer. yeah. He dies like, in the first five minutes. Just kidding. Yeah, Don't no. hold me. Don't Tails, me on that.
1: When Tails opens that ring and that avalanche comes through, that's actually his death scene. They're, they're previewing it in the trailer.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be so dark. Um. Yeah. I, I was going to say, with, with Pokemon, all Pokemon TV show was made after the game. It, the game came yeah. first.
1: Yeah, the games came first, and then the whole anime, the...
0: And the like, card game...
1: 20- yeah good point
0: but and i think pokemon the first movie is one of my favorite movies of all time with mew
1: um oh me too strikes back Ooh. yeah i love it's, how it's it has the title of a sequel but for the first movie
0: well, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's back to the future exactly <laughs> <laughs> um brilliant but and i do like and it's like obviously there's still they're still making pokemon movies every season we get one pokemon movie um but i remember like waiting
1: for like rise of dark rye because that one looked dope like on cartoon network it's like it's gonna be on at seven on thursday (laughs) and i'm like well i know what i'm doing at seven on
0: thursday (laughs) on that couch um and then of course detective pikachu kind of like which detective pikachu wasn't that based on the game detective pikachu yeah so but have you (laughs) but have you played the game detective pikachu
1: I haven't. I know he talks. Yeah, the the plot is nothing like the game, but I really wanted them to like Ryan Reynolds Detective Pikachu was awesome. But I wanted them to do like the weird, like gruff accent that they have for Pikachu, (laughs) like "Hey, don't you get?" (laughs) Or I wanted them to give Pikachu a Boston accent, but obviously that wouldn't happen. But can't
0: believe I'm back on my bullshit. (laughs) Basically, let's solve some crimes, okay? Puts out. Listen,
2: the fact that. detective pikachu is voiced by deadpool makes it even better so i mean that's what drew a lot of people in
3: i want to say that i remember people wanted danny devito to be detective pikachu and i remember
1: that
0: and i also i I was one of those people yeah
3: i was definitely one of those too i was watching it's always sunny around that time and i was like come on just do it it'd be so funny uh
0: um I love Detective Pikachu. I love that even though they only had like the rights, I think, to show like 50 Pokemon. Uh, it was great. But then Ditto freaked me out. Because if you haven't seen the movie, Ditto can take the form of anything, of course, uh, including people. And it keeps its little beady Ditto eyes that stare into your soul.
3: I want to find a picture of that again. It has no, been forever. Don't. Oh. No, you don't. I'm not going to show it. I'm not going to show it. I just want to see for myself again. Oh my gosh! Oh, I forgot how creepy it looked. Wow.
2: So don't yeah. blame Isaac when Isaac. Yeah,
3: yeah, there it is.
2: <laughs> um, I, don't blame Isaac when you have nightmares tonight from. Seeing Ditto again, but now I can't say that because Isaac is showing on his this, screen. Actually,
0: it hasn't bumped. Oh, there it is. Now it's finally bumped to my screen. Uh, yeah, there it is.
3: Uh, <laughs> it looks like all the like human characters you'd see in like children's books, like oh. Amelia Bedelia, something like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this one's smiling. Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't even get the cute little Ditto mouth. It's It's just gross. That's all right.
1: That's all right. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, I think the more hits have been like all of the Lego games. Like that's the combining the toy and then like movie or show property has always been a hit, and I really like those. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the more modern ones because like they talk and everything, but I feel like Lego. So I love how the Lego company is just aware of like all of the memes that come from the properties that they're adapting. Like. Um, the amount of like joke lines and a bunch of like just bull crap in the new Lego Star Wars game is hilarious. Like, um, the favorite one I've seen so far is in the final confrontation with the Emperor um, at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, it's Vader and Luke versus the Emperor. Um, And uh, Emperor Palpatine just drops the line like, wow, you were real quick to turn, especially for someone who never achieved the rank of Master. And I was like, oh, this is like, obviously that's not a line from Star Wars, but just like throwing shade at Darth Vader, even though, like, that's my, that's the the best meme is like, oh, Anakin never achieved the rank of master and all the the short, Anakin shortcoming jokes. Um, yeah.
2: So I don't know if this is Jurassic World Lego game. I don't know if it happened in the game, but the commercial for it, the t-rex fogs up a window and then draws a smiley face
1: that is that sounds like lego
2: and i uh my sister's reaction the first time she saw it was i'm sitting there dying laughing because i thought it was absolutely adorable and hilarious and she just goes that's just wrong (laughs) like they gotta animate it somehow it's lego come on so oh go
3: ahead So I found one line from the new Skywalker Saga game and it's a protocol protocol droid that says, this is a Tusken Raider camp home of not just the men, but the women and the children too. What a fascinating bunch.
0: (laughs) I love that.
1: Oh, it's, it's so like, there's some that are just so dumb.
0: Um, I I like that Lego games have to balance the, not like, Especially when they didn't talk, they had to balance not only like how to translate that to a non-talking character, but also how to translate to a kids game. Uh, so, in like Lego Harry Potter, when Snape gets killed by Voldemort, uh, they're like eating tea and biscuits together, and like Snape takes the last biscuit, and Voldemort like looks at him, and then six Nagini on Snape, and he dies. And it's like it doesn't carry over the same plot, but
1: i love it it gets the idea across. i love that stuff that's so good
2: it, it also plays into the uh when captain america civil war came out and there was the on whatever late night show i think it was rdj had the last donut or something yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. they're like and this is how it started
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. the one of red white and blue sprinkles yeah. He's like eating it it's like yeah mm-hmm do y'all here.
1: have any like major like hits i know we've done a lot of video game to movie but like there's a lot of books to film and things like that anything that's like a major hit to you that's like transferred medium and especially things that have like transferred mediums and changed their story a lot because obviously, if oh. it's like a, a direct translation it's not always like it's like oh you just take it and move it but there's some that
3: it takes the idea and really shifts the property around definitely the percy jackson mo- n- never mind never mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was about to i was about to yell at you Mike. i was gonna listen say no. not even
2: rick riordan likes the movies okay <laughs> that's how you know
0: um the witcher was a book yeah. series and a video game uh i think they're more so i mean the games are based on the books. so everything's based on the books really uh that's a success and it's good mm-hmm. and people like it um they didn't actually change too much, though, so I guess... Well,
2: and Henry Cavill said um, that he hopes that season three is more related to the books, too, that it's, like, deeper into it, so rather than, like, like the last two seasons have used stuff from the books, but they weren't, like, rooted in the books, so... Uh, mm-hmm. But one that I like, and this... This goes across a lot of different mediums. Um, is anything to do with the story of Arthur and the Round Table, the Knights of the Round Table? Because um, like you've got the TV show Merlin, you've got um,
1: the episodes in the Justice League Unlimited show where they go
0: back in time. You got Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yep.
2: boom! Uh, you've got Sword in the Stone is another one. Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Plus all of the original lore about King Arthur.
0: You got Nanatsu no Taizai or Seven Deadly Sins. Avalon <laughs> High
2: is another one where uh, the Arthur is actually a girl instead of a guy. Um, which that movie has gives you hints as to who is what character. <laughs> if you look at the names and who they end up being in the Arthurian tale, like Allie is Arthur, I mean, Lancelot is Lancelot. Um, yeah, it it was one of those that took me quite a few years after watching it. But, oh,
1: uh, there's the one, um, the one Sonic game that adapted the, the Knights of the Round Table thing. Yeah. Um, Sonic Black and Knight. Sonic and the Black Knight. Yeah, Early, yes, that was I was good. That was that a, those, those Sonic the, the Wii Sonic games are really good. This, uh, that were it's literally just Sonic running and you have to do I enjoyed those as a kid uh Sonic and the secret rings
3: I couldn't
0: Sonic unleashed
3: hey, Sonic unleashed. I like that one I love that one
0: <laughs> where he's like a werewolf
3: yeah, yeah. werewolf at night
0: they said let's let's do whatever we can with Sonic
1: that's not crossing mediums that feels
3: like such a weird change
0: not like a were hedgehog he was a
3: hedgehog. So I gotta ask for this book to game thing. Are we? Could could we do something about like inspiration from yeah, books? Inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Okay, then I uh, say Bloodborne. I say that the HP oh, Lovecraft yeah. books oh, right. uh, really took inspiration for for Bloodborne, and um, or Bloodborne took inspiration from them. And <laughs> Bloodborne I think, came first. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd rather <laughs> say I mean, that
0: in a dream to yeah. see
3: the best part about the bloodborne game i really want to say games i wish um is just the fact that with the hp lovecraft stuff it can get kind of like okay this is fine bloodborne is just talking about how british people they just do dumb things
0: <laughs> bless what? my
3: favorite thing that's been done with the
1: hp lovecraft uh, like property is it it's a comic book so it's not like a. It, it's not Really crossing mediums, but there's a comic book that crosses over like the HP Lovecraft, like the Cthulhu
0: Cosmic type like mythos. Horror. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That with the Sherlock Holmes like universe.
0: Uh,
1: oh, it's so good. The
0: dream.
2: HBO Max is making a Sherlock Holmes universe based on the Robert Downey Jr. movies. Um so I excited. saw
0: that. Really? I was with like Robert Downey Jr. Or no? I think
2: they're gonna try. But that's also with
0: Jude Law?
2: I don't know. Like, there wasn't a whole lot about it, but like, they're planning on making like a TV series or something. But Sherlock Holmes is like another story that's good across a lot of mediums as well. um Netflix was stupid and canceled this series after one season, but The Irregulars, I thought was really good. Like, didn't focus on Sherlock Holmes, but they still use Sherlock Holmes, and The Irregulars was actually like, um, one of the stories of Sherlock is that he used kids to be able to get into the places that, you know, he and Watson, who look very posh, could not get into without drawing attention to themselves. So, but I feel like there have been games based off of like the old stories by Arthur Conan Doyle, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah. but. Um,
0: uh, Batman. This yeah. is Batman's based on Sherlock Holmes and Zorro. And Zorro, yep. He's like a combination of the two characters. I mean, Zorro is uh a character that hides under a mask. He is yeah. a wealthy uh sir during the day and then at night he dresses in all black and fights crime. Um right. which when you think about it, you're like wow, and then world's greatest detective. Um I can't, I mean, if we're talking about book to film adaptations i mean i love the lord of the rings just gonna throw that out there lord of the rings 17 oscars Uh, i think
1: i think my favorite thing that's been adapted that like changed what it was that i really enjoyed it's another video game to movie but i really liked it a lot is when they made a movie for the need for speed games Mm. have any of you seen those with
0: wait was that the one with jesse from breaking bad
1: yeah um, but it ended up being like it was really good. They also filmed a lot of the movie in Detroit, um, and like there was exits okay. on the freeway that like there's a scene in the movie where he drives up, he, like not the exit ramp, but like the grass that leads up the exit ramp. And I'm like, I've driven on that f- part of the freeway, and like I could do that. I won't because <laughs> I'll wreck my car. But that I could, could do. Be mean. That. I
0: have the um, need for
1: because obviously need for speed is like kind of similar to like gta and like the style of the game like it's not really about the plot of the game but this one like it's it, it kind of turns need for speed into like a fast and furious type thing and it was yeah. really really good like if you like the first two fast and furious movies then like this was definitely definitely a, a must and, watch
0: and i grew up playing need for speed underground for my on my xbox the original xbox i still have it fantastic game Unlike GTA, you can't walk around, but you can drive around the city like in free play, which is kind of like okay, stuck in a car forever, but that's fine. Um, those are good games. Good movie.
2: Hey, this is gonna be a really big stretch. And you couldn't tell me that it doesn't work. But do you think the Nintendo's franchise inspired the movie Pets? No. And, no. Pets too.
0: No. <laughs> I think I think I think it was connectimals with xbox <laughs> one next,
3: please um i think that one of my favorite um things from the walking dead series is definitely the first season of um the game with lee and um
1: is that the telltale game
3: yeah and clementine yeah yeah
1: th- those are good i like the telltale games
3: those ones are pretty good um,
1: but the, for those of you that like choose your own adventure books, uh, play Telltale games. They're real good.
3: I should look it up. but uh, I wonder if uh, The Wolf Among Us actually has um, a comic book series because I know it definitely is just a video game first, but I always felt like it would go across all different media. Yeah.
0: I think that'd be a sweet graphic novel.
3: And there definitely is one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. So, and
0: that's at our fingers. I'm
3: trying to look up the... When it was made. So I'll get back to you very soon.
0: Ooh, speaking, I mentioned Transformers. Um, Transformers was a toy that became a show. Or, I mean... I think it was a toy first, but usually, sometimes things like that come out at the same time. Um, and then they made movies about it. And then they kept making movies about it.
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started off as a oh. show and then they turned it into a video game. I Still hands down, I think the greatest video game of all time that I have ever played is TMNT 4, Turtles in Time. It's a beat-em-up on the Super Nintendo, and it is the most fun video game I've ever played in my entire life.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Um, actually, Uh, Speaking of that, and this is also kind of a geek news thing, uh, they are bringing back all the different uh, TMNT arcade games, and they're getting to main consoles, and also you get to play all the different versions, which could be the SNES one, the arcade one, I think there might be a Genesis one, I can't remember, but they're basically bringing every single version of those arcade games just onto one compilation.
1: Those those are so good. I, I want to so bad.
3: (laughs)
0: Battletoads. like toads. Battle. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Sorry. Um, have you ever
1: seen like the it's like a Mad Magazine sketch of like Battletoads meets like uh um Battletoads meets like Dog the Bounty Hunter meets Frogger. They call it Frog the Bounty Hunter. And it's just like um a Battletoad has to find his like target on the other side of the street, but he has to play Frogger to get through all the things and he keeps getting squished by trucks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh what? my gosh, that is such a weird look. <laughs>
0: Frog oh my
1: god. god. Oh, uh, does anyone have any final comments on like nostalgic ones that you really like, hits, flops, anything like that?
3: I have um, one hit that I definitely want to say just because I keep forgetting uh, the Castlevania series on oh, Netflix, yes. the animated one. I haven't is, watched that. Hands down, one of the best video game adaptations. It's uh, so good. It's so good. Just absolutely fantastic. TVMA as all hell, but uh, uh, very, very, very good.
0: It's got, yeah, it's like, it drops the F-bomb. It, a lot of blood. Oh, There's a lot there's of blood. Lot of blood. Lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got the guy that played foreign in Oak and from The Hobbit plays the main dude. Uh, Graham McTavish plays Dracula. He does a fantastic job. No, that's good. Um, I guess it wasn't really ever a game. I'm sure it was a game. I do like Voltron on Netflix. Uh, not bloody really, but still a Netflix original. Um, you guys ever see the the Tomb Raider movie? Which one? Not the new one. Not talking about the old one.
2: Okay.
0: With Angelina Jolie. That yeah, was okay. like my family's like favorite. Not not my family's favorite movie, but it was one of our favorites. It has Daniel Craig playing an American, which. Like, why? Because there's a lot of British people in the movie. And he's American, and he's like, Laura, we got to do this. And you're like, Daniel Craig, that's not what you sound like. But I love that movie. Um, And it feels very Tomb Raider-y.
1: I agree. Nice. Um, I think one thing that, like, while we've been talking, that has been overlooked, is, like, the role of, like, merchandise. In, in a lot of these franchises and like how much like the toys become part of it. I remember when the Mandalorian came out, like Disney lost tons of money because they did not have Grogu toys ready yeah. in time for the holidays. Um, so the amount that like toys influence, uh, you know, like you go from media property to toy and then like the toy popularity, heck, even within Kanto, they had all these Isabella toys ready. And the thing that ended up being popular was- um,
2: That's what I was just looking <laughs> because I can't remember her name um Luisa yes
1: yeah uh and everyone's like oh we want Luisa toys I'm like, yeah we just need a Luisa Stretch Armstrong and we're good yeah Um, but yeah already well um as always here on Raven Geeks we'd like to end with some recommendations for our viewers whether that be movies video games comics or anything else geeky so uh who would like to start
2: I'll go first um I am going to stay on my sports track today, and I am going to recommend The Blind Side. Uh, it has Sandra Bullock and um, Tim McGraw, Kathy Bates in it. Um, it's about the... Um,
1: it's about old Miss football.
2: <laughs> it is. It's, but it's based on the book, The Blind Side, as well. Um, it tells the story of Michael Ower, uh in a... American football offensive lineman um, who went on to play in the NFL but I thought it was really good. I saw it when it first came out I wa- rewatched it the other day it's still really good um, I was just very like wholesome and shows white privilege not realizing how privileged they actually are but like not in a no, it's terrible that you have privilege it's like what can you do with that to like, Mm -hmm. become better and like make sure that you're sharing your privilege with others so yeah that's mine the blind side nice
0: um my recommendations uh i mentioned clue i think everyone should watch clue it's got three different endings uh my friend's school did it once and they had a different ending each night which is pretty cool um it's fantastic, and it's got a lot of good humor and kind of slapstick comedy. Uh, also, we mentioned toy sales, and I was just thinking about how toy sales is the reason that Teen Titans like stopped being a show, uh, which breaks my heart. Um, and so I say, I recommend the original cartoon Teen Titans because I think everyone should watch that. I think it teaches a lot of important lessons. Um, Wait, through. why not
1: Teen Titans Go?
0: I, I have nothing, to be honest, I have nothing wrong with Teen Titans Go if you, if you consider it in, as its own in a vacuum. If you don't compare it to the original, it has all the same voice actors. They all came back for Teen Titans Go, which is crazy. I haven't watched much of it. Not have I. The jokes are very, uh, they're more like farts and, and it's more to a younger audience. It doesn't tug at your heartstrings. They make a joke about, you know, Robin is just a joke in that show. But uh, I heard the movie was funny. But yes, animated. I also uh, the, heard the movie was funny. The original Teen Titans. Everyone should watch it. Robin is so badass. Uh, there's um, Robin
1: versus Slade.
0: Slade, and he's played by uh, what's his nuts? Hellboy, the original. Uh,
3: uh, Ron Perlman.
0: Ron Perlman. He's played by Ron Perlman, and it's such a good voice for for Slade, which is what they called Deathstroke because they didn't want to say Deathstroke on TV.
1: Yeah, uh, the team, the Teen Titans game. Did you ever play that on the GameCube?
0: I yes. know. Man. Mike's nodding his head. <laughs> okay, yeah. so
1: yeah. basically, what happens is you you go through a lot of like the big villains from the show, and at the very end, you fight Slade and you win. And then it's like, huh, there's something still wrong. And then like they break the fourth wall, and apparently, the person playing was the villain the whole time because you were making them do things they didn't want to do. <gasps> so it was so good. <laughs>
3: i forgot about that it has been like i remember i got it when it first came out and then like i i never played it after that
1: no it it is fun it's fun i should get another copy of it
3: because i think i scratched my old copy i think i have an old one so let's talk (laughs) nice all right mike what about you um so this one is kind of out of left field Um, It's on HBO Max and it's an adult swim show called Smiling Friends. And I feel like nobody knows about this one uh, except for people who have internet brain rot. Um, How do I describe it? Basically, imagine 12 minutes of the really funny and like really weird stuff from like SpongeBob and like some of those Cartoon Network shows if yeah. you know those like close-ups of like spongebob okay. where it's like really gross kind of looking or it'll be like a human character it's basically like that but an entire show like that and it's really 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 funny <laughs> highly recommend it but uh you're warned
0: <laughs> it's given me like regular show but dark humor vibes
3: yes that that's it
0: or the world of gumball because people are are like made in different animation from what i'm seeing
3: yes they are and actually that's like one of my favorite things because there is this one guy that you'll find who's rotoscope and it is the funniest thing just seeing regular people you know like regular animation and then all of a sudden rotoscope where they're just completely referenced drawn out like a human and the like frame rate for them is just a little too good in offsetting
1: (laughs) nice i'll have to keep that in mind you said it's called smiling faces
3: smiling friends
1: smiling friends okay i'll keep that in mind to watch um already i have a couple of recommendations so first of all um the short story i mentioned earlier is called a study in emerald that's a crossover between the the lovecraft mythos and um, Sherlock Holmes, but it's written by Neil Gaiman. Um, I
0: love Neil Gaiman.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Highly recommend. Um, the other one, if I actually just saw this uh, live, it's a play, but you can read it as a book. Um, I just saw it live recently and it reminded me how much I like it. But it's called She Kills Monsters. Um, it's it's basic the play is like they act out a D&D campaign. Ooh um, okay. but it's it's about um it's like a coming out story for like a teen girl in Ohio after she like her older sister like learns more about her younger sister who has passed away in a car accident through a d and d campaign she wrote um so it's a really cool story and I like it a lot uh third um if you have like a local taco place near you, just go get some tacos um, i've been really craving tacos and i there's nothing near where I live that's like good quality
2: if like, you're in Mount Pleasant, Los I'm amigos is the best los amigos is the most authentic because down in metro detroit there are authentic mexican restaurants called el patio um
1: well i mean you got mexican town downtown detroit
2: well that too but um el patio is run by multiple families who are latino um and but yeah los amigos in mount pleasant is the most authentic don't go to las aztecas it's
1: terrible i've never been to Los tickets i go unless
0: fra- our fans are our fans our Los take us uh workers uh we love i it. promise it.
2: you los amigos tastes better <laughs> uh, uh, I i'm Am- going to los paladinos in
0: my hometown uh, it was a different i mean los amigos is like a i think it's a family-owned business or it's at least it's its own thing so i had a different los amigos that closed and i haven't yet been to the one in town so maybe i'll check that out
1: <laughs> i will also go check that out so uh that is all we have for y'all today thank you all for joining us here on raving geeks Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from we love to hear what y'all thought about uh, what we talked about today um hits or flops on things that kind of like switch mediums or like tropes that work really well we know with like the lego games that was that always seems to be a good hit and feel free to reach out to us on facebook twitter or TikTok um at raving geeks and i just want to give a special thank uh thank you to our guest mike today uh Uh, say hi um, right, thank and you. as always, I've been Brendan Valentine alongside my fellow co hosts,
0: Hope oh, Guttero. Isaac Hunter,
3: <laughs> and oh, yeah, me, uh, Mike. <laughs> Stay geeky
1: and have a great week, everyone. So long, yeah. yeah.